I'm about to share with you the most exciting information I have ever heard to date. Usually this podcast has an intro, but this time no intro. The podcast is short. Enjoy it. Just know that you do not have to understand what is going on. Just listen to it. It's downloaded information. That's it. Just bring it in, be in it, and that's good enough. If you can get through it, great. If not, don't worry about it. Three, two, one. Here we go. So the genes in your body that get turned on and off and in what sequence they get turned on and off is governed by memory in an information field. All right. If I lost you, if this sounds super woo, hold tight. This is all grounded in science done by Michael Levin and his team. Okay. Now how cells work together and move around is also stored in the memory in this information field. Now the field is a physical medium. It's water. It's structured water. Okay. So what the water we find in our cells, the water we find in our tissues. Now the memory is also physical. The memory is a physical charge. So it's an electrical charge. It's bioelectricity and the movement of charged molecules or ions to create areas within a tissue or cell with different levels of charge. Now, the pattern of charge it holds at any given moment within the cell or within the tissue, in Michael's stuff, it's within the cell, that is a code that acts as a language for communication. Okay, so the pattern of charge it holds at any given moment is a code that acts as a language for communication. In groups of cells regenerating tissue, it looks like voltage-gated ion channels that transport ions across a membrane. Okay, this is what Michael Levin is looking at. So within a group of cells, they're going to have these little channels, essentially, these little, like, basically machines that ship it's it's a channel it's like a it's a protein within a membrane so it's like a it's like a hallway and you have ions which is like a salt like a, a particle of salt moving in and out of the cell through that hallway okay so that's what the hallway is the voltage gated ion channel and the ions are the salts okay so each ion channel acts as a transistor to amplify or reduce the voltage or charge. So it's turning up the volume or turning it down. And what this does is it creates unique bioelectric signatures. So it creates a pattern. The signatures that are passed back and forth is what allows our cells to function with inter interdependency, much like a bee colony. So our cells being the bees and our body being the colony and hive collectively. Now, a little bit of a tangent here. The crazy part is this, is that scales up to the way humans operate in society and ecosystems, right? Humans being the bees and civilization and culture being the hive and colony respectively. Now, Michael Levin and his research team, the group that discovered all of this, also entertained the idea of fascia being a form of the field on a tissue-wide level. Now, remember, he's looking at cells. He's looking at uh, membranes and how cells are organizing themselves together. So it's kind of, there's a little bit of tissue, you know, it's kind of umbrellaed under this idea of tissue, but what he's really looking at is the cytoskeleton and the cytosol, which we know is really just the ground substance and extracellular matrix, which is the fascia, right? It's just, you know, extrapolated or scaled down to a cellular level rather than a tissue level. So very similar to the cytoskeleton and the cytosol or the easy water on a cellular level, he's talking about the fascial level. So the extracellular matrix and the ground substance. 
Now, this is where it gets wild. I'm putting pieces together here. I'm making inferences. I'm not drawing concrete conclusions, but I am allowing this information to shift my perception and the way I see my reality and therefore affect the way I make decisions within it. Now, you have the choice to decide whether you want to do the same, but I am simply sharing information so that subjectively you can see if it makes your body ring with truth or not. Now, just as a bit of a forward, whatever you experience after hearing this is right for you. Okay. So just remember to be the observer just as much as the experiencer. Okay. That's how you're going to get the most out of this situation. So again, three, two, one, here we go. Based off Gerald Pollock's work with the fourth phase of water, we know that water creates structure against hydrophilic surfaces. This allows for a separation of charge by moving negative electrons to one side of the hydrophilic surface and positive hydrogens to the other side. Now, it's important to note that oxygen has five different oxidation states, meaning it can carry two, one, or none electrons, and it can give away one or two electrons. So it's like mom with a stroller. If mom is oxygen, she can carry her two kids in her arms plus two kids she's babysitting in the stroller. Okay. She can also just take one kid in the stroller, no kids in the stroller. So she just has her kids or have someone else take care of one of her kids or both of her kids so that she has no kids. Okay. The kids are the electrons in this analogy. Now the symbolism for this within organic chemistry is plus two, plus one, zero, negative one, and negative two. Hydrogen also has two oxidation states as plus one and zero. In total, this is seven oxidation states. So between two atoms, we can create 48 different combinations. I believe that's correct. If my math is correct, it's somewhere close around there. Now imagine you have more than a trillion atoms, right? Because it's all caught within structured water. Now it's caught within the characteristic hexagonal ring structure or shape that is forming structured water. Now, this is a very stable shape. We see this all over. We see this very often in the crystallization of molecules. We see this as sacred geometry within crystals. We see it in fractals within nature. We see it throughout our body. We see it within fascia. Okay. So it's a very, very stable shape. Now in organic chemistry, this shape allows for phenomenons known as conjugation and resonance. Now conjugation being the sharing of electrons and resonance being the different ways in which it can conjugate. So I know that can probably get a little bit intense, but conjugation being the sharing of electrons. So how we share and shuttle electrons around, shutter charge, right? Electricity around and resonance being the different ways it can share electrons. So what that means, the different ways in which it can share electrons means you can create patterns. Patterns create a code. Structure provides a field. Structure of water provides a field. Patterns, the way electrons are shared within that field creates a code. Code imprinted on a field provides communication and a field that retains its structure provides memory. So that is a ridiculous amount of information. Like the, the complexity is mind boggling. Like picture every number combination, making a sound and then stringing it into a sentence. That's language on an electrical level. That's huge. That's massive. Like, I mean, if you think binary code is a lot of information, which technically is a lot, I've got an article on my website, which you can kind of grasp the intensity of this. This is septenary code. This is septenary code in live time. Like 
Whoa. Okay. So what does this mean for you? So I got a little bit excited there, but obviously this is huge. Like practically, what does this mean for you? Practically, this means if you keep your fascia clean, clear, and balanced, that field and that code will be able to retain the memory of your body's innate evolutionary template. Now, this carries a lot of meaning because that means that it holds all the information to organize cells and populations of cells to regenerate new tissues and new selves, right? So they can self-renew. The cell, your, your, wow, that's a lot of cells. Your cell itself can self-renew, meaning that theoretically you can grow a whole new body part. You could literally become like one of those salamanders that loses its limb and just regrows an entire limb. Now, what's the best way to keep your fascia clean, clear, and balanced? Gait training, balance your immunity, and integrate your trauma. Now, this is my belief. This is what works for me so far. I haven't grown a limb yet, but I mean, I just got this information and it's blowing my mind. And I'm going to put a shameless plug here. For each of those respectively, gait training, I use functional patterns. Balancing my immunity, I use the immune-centric diet. And integrating my trauma, I use human garage. Functional patterns is just so knowledgeable, so ahead of the game, so understanding the biomechanics of the human form that it's crazy. Uh, The immune-centric theory is just a complete new lens on nutrition. It is an in-depth understanding of the physiological mechanisms of how nutrition is partitioned and structures signaling throughout the body. And then Human Garage is just a vast wealth of knowledge and a massive, massive community. They have amazing ways to create safety in people who can't find safety and great methods for release. And they have a massive community for you to find that said safety and support. So I'm sure you're all curious, how does this actually allow my fascia to be clean, clear, and balanced? Well, I'm going to give it to you all in a nutshell, okay? Gait training physically aligns your body into its fascial slings and layers to allow for balanced fluid exchange, which basically means that we're taking the body and putting it where it's designed to be. This maintains balance in the cells and the extracellular matrix system-wide and without getting into the nitty-gritty that's basically what it does. It just maintains balance within your fascia, how it's supposed to be tensioned, structured, etc. And that's what allows for fluid exchange and gas exchange on a cellular level to be balanced and exactly as it should be. Now, the immune-centric diet physiologically balances immune populations across the body, allowing processes that generate material and remove waste to operate at maximum efficiency. So this prevents the buildup within the cytosol or the ECM, which we all know is the fascia. And if we get build up, that doesn't sound very clear, right? It starts to sound messy, which means we need plan B to start kicking in. So if we can keep the processes balanced via the immune centric diet, then you are keeping the fascia, fascia very clean, very clear, allowing it to do what it needs to do, which is maintain balance, especially if you start to combine this with gait training. Now, lastly, trauma integration allows you to live completely in the moment and step out of your body's way. This is what builds self-trust and it creates a connection to your higher self and allows your fascia to begin self-organizing responses based on the consciousness that you hold in mind. So if you've seen my post, basically what I'm talking about here is this idea of the communication that is occurring between your field or your soul and your body, your physical body. Now, this is obviously where some people might go against what I'm saying, but it doesn't really matter because it's my subjective experience. And if it rings true with you, great, apply it. If not, let it go. It's no big deal. But the idea here is if you integrate trauma 
you are basically maintaining clarity energetically, right? With, um, you're, you're not, if you're into TCM, you're not muddying up the waters with stuck or stagnant emotions. You're just allowing that free flowing transfer of felt sense back and forth. You're not holding on to anything, which allows you to be in the moment, self-organized responses based on the consciousness that you are currently embodying. So that is pretty much it. That's the practical takeaways. And you thought this was over, right? Mm-mm. Nope. Uh-uh. We are just getting started. Now, again, disclaimer, this is my subjective reality, which is caught within the ultimate reality we are all enmeshed in. But I'm going to propose this. So buckle your seatbelts. The next question becomes, can we populate the field with information? To what degree can we steer the communication happening at a cellular level? Can we choose the discussion topic? Can we steer mechanotransduction via the cytoskeleton, via the collagen fibers in the extracellular matrix, via the ground substance? Can we start to steer that conversation in a direction that we want it to go? And it is my belief that yes, yes, we can. Whether the communication is carried out on a cellular level is out of love, pride, anger, joy, or peace is entirely dictated by your state of being, by your state of consciousness, so to speak. Now, whether you are tracking towards wellness or unwellness, health or disease, integration or disembodiment, duality or non-duality, whether you are regenerating your heart or liver or growing six fingers out of your eyeball is all dependent on your state of consciousness. How do you begin to shift that? If that truly is what is happening, if that is the truth, how do we begin to partake within that? And the answer to that question is connect to yourself, be in your body, be in your soul. How do you get there? It's the same as above gate training, immune centric diet, trauma integration. It's all the same thing. It's the snake eating its tail. The only difference is this time you do it with curiosity of getting to know more of yourself. Let yourself explore the infinite vastness that is you. Be curious about who you are. The same principles apply. It's simply a different lens. It's an infinite loop and all you need to do is ground yourself within it. Hey everybody. So I was just listening back on the recording and I wanted to clarify something because I had mentioned a line where I said, whether you track towards regenerating an organ like your liver or your heart or you track towards growing six fingers out of your eyeball. That was one of the lines I had used, and it's a bit of an unsound argument. Actually, it's a completely unsound argument. And the reason that is, not so much that the possibility of growing fingers out of your eyeball is out of the question, but more so because if you are starting to trend towards alignment, if you move your way to way to the way your body is biologically designed to be, if you move towards that evolutionary template, you are naturally going to align to higher states of consciousness. Because as your body physically aligns, that communication, that felt sense that is occurring between your field, between your soul and your body is going to get clearer and clearer. And that is going to lead you to higher states of consciousness. And that then feeds back into the way you integrate on the particle realm or the physical realm. And that is just going to bring you deeper and deeper into alignment. So really, if you were to ever get to the point where you could start to regenerate tissues, which really is quite plausible, we're seeing that here currently right now in live time. If you were to get to that point, there is no way that you would be in the consciousness space that would allow for 
such a manifestation where you're going to actually grow fingers out of your eyeball. Like you wouldn't be in that space. You would have to be at a consciousness level in order to be able to regenerate tissue. Your consciousness level would have to be high enough to prevent any sort of disorder like that to actually occur. So the second thing I want to keep in mind is, or I want to share with you is that your body, that integration into alignment physically and consciously that is directed by felt sense, right? So we, our evolutionary template, our biological design that was dictated by evolution. And if we move towards that, we are deepening our connection with our, within ourselves. And I know a lot of people spiritually might not believe that might believe that you can just go off into your soul, into your energetic realm. But really, in my opinion, if you are grounding yourself to your body, if you are connecting deeper to your body and using felt sense as that communication signal, that is going to bring you deeper connection to your soul because you're going to clear up that communication medium. And in doing so, at the same token, your soul is now going to have a larger say in how your body is directing its expression. So your body is the template and your soul is your flavor. It's your expression. It's how you experience your life. It is the other hand on the steering wheel saying, this is where I want to go. And your body's going, okay, this is how we will get there. Okay. So you've got to be able to ask your body, Hey, this is what I want. And your body's got to go, okay, we can make that happen and get out of your way. So keep in mind the soul and the body, there's always communication. And the way we clarify that communication is by aligning the body physically, which naturally then aligns us to higher states of consciousness. Now you can come at it from both roots, but I am proposing that we come at it from the physical level, work our way up and allow that momentum to kickstart us into the cycle of the snake eating its tail. And we just continuously loop up and up and up. So that is a little bit more clarification that I want to share with you. Take the information and run with it as we move together in society. I'm super stoked to do this all together. So carry on into the podcast. So that's it. That's a wrap team. In the coming months, in the coming years, you are going to see an insane amount of change across the human population. This is going to be so wild. Just innately knowing this information is going to start to shift and change things. I am so excited for the future. I'm so excited to take part in it with every single one of you. And of course, on a more practical level, just to take this off on a tangent and this casually, all the resources that I have mentioned within this podcast, I will leave in the resource section. Most of it is just going to give you direction in order for you to kind of know where you can start looking. But um, basically, I'm not going to draw exact inferences from it, but I am going to give you places to start looking. So I'll put Michael Levin's work in there, put some of Jerry Pollock's work in there, put some other ideas that we discussed, gait training, you know, the immune centric diet, et cetera, et cetera. And besides that, I will see you all next week.